on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Here comes the pitch from Stamont. And Daniel swings and misses at a slider, put in an impossible situation. And Vogelback strikes out, and that ends the game. Final score, 2-0. A lot of emotion going into this one in game number one of this two-game miniseries. Royals score twice in the bottom of the eighth inning. 2-0 the final. Kansas City over the Brewers in game one. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, here's Matt Foley. Before we do every show, my guy, Greg Hill, producer extraordinaire, puts out a tweet on the WTMJ account promoting the show. And more often than not, he uses some type of GIF in there. And the GIF that he used today was the uh, Macaulay Culkin, or, or maybe for you go Kevin McAllister from Home Alone, looking at his, uh, the picture of the older brother's girlfriend. And what does he say? Woof. Woof. That is the description of this game today. And just the way things are going. Woof. Nice use of the giffage. Would that be a word, Greg? Nice giffage <laughs> use. I'll take it. All right. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We are here for you. I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm frustrated. I I like talking about watching, covering, seeing good baseball. And the Brewers aren't playing good baseball right now. Their their offense is non-existent. Uh, they, they don't have a run. The first statistic I look at after every single game when I'm looking at the box score and I'm trying to make sure that there are no nothing that I missed, you know, I watch the game and then I look at the box score just to see because occasionally something there will be a trend inside of the game that for whatever reason kind of goes over my head. So I'm going through the box score making sure that I've got a handle on everything that happens. And the first number I look at every single time is team runners hitting with runners in scoring position. That number doesn't even exist today. Doesn't exist because the Brewers didn't have that opportunity. Uh, Brandon Woodruff pitched a whale of a game, a whale of a game. And once again, he doesn't get run support. Uh, the umpiring stunk. The MLB's replay system stinks. I like. I have questions that I'm never going to get answers to. Uh, the, the video that we saw, it looked like guys out at home plate, but then all the video replays that we see, do they not have the above uh, home plate camera angle at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, or was that just not available for TV, but they had it in New York? Like, What was New York looking at? I don't know. Frustrating. Frustrating night. Uh, I think Craig, Craig Council's frustrated. We'll play his audio coming up later on, uh, his press conference. He has said some pointed things already. Uh, Luis Urias had another tough night. I think... Um, Something I'll read you a quote again. We will play Craig Council's uh, press conference coming up later on in the program. But Craig Council being asked about Luis Urias, he says, quote, There's always going to be growing pains for younger players, but when you're trying to be a playoff team and championship team, there's a limit to what you can withstand and still win baseball games. If you want to win a lot of baseball games, you have to limit those mistakes uh, mentioning that they've been fairly routine plays. Ooh, that's a, to me, that's a big statement from him. That's that's a lot more than you normally get out of him in a post-game press conference. Now, he was just thrown out of a game 15 minutes before he talked, so maybe he's a little bit more emotional to that or no. But um, So th- there's, there's a lot to get to. There's a lot to get to. Offense, not doing anything. Um, that's the first thing. Luis Urias struggling, especially from a defensive standpoint. The umpiring, just a lot to get to. And uh, we'll get to all of it. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We're back with more in just a moment. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley. Here's the 2-2 from Woodruff. Swing and a miss. He blew it past him at 98 for his second strikeout of the night. And it's another 1-2-3 for Brandon Woodruff. 
here in the fourth. We go to the fifth. It's a 0-0 game. Tough one. Tough one tonight for the Brewers. They lose in Kansas City 2-0, and it's 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 a lot tougher, not just because of the final score, but, man, a lot happened. That game went two hours and 48 minutes, plus a 21-minute rain delay. And a lot happened in those two hours and 48 minutes. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's go uh, down south to the state of Missouri. We welcome in Matt to the program. Hey, Matt, you're on WTMJ. Hey, Matt, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Yeah, uh, I was just wondering... um, Obviously, zero-run performance. Um, we've been here before that this season. I'm just wondering, can we – do you know any anything in – any specifics, uh, anything you can put your finger on um, in terms of the Brewers' bats this year? I know Stearns put this team together um, with a defensive mind and a pitching attitude, um, but, I, I mean, is it, is, it head, is it pitching coach Andy Haynes? Um, are we just in a slump? Um, I was just wondering, like, wh- wh- what is it? What-, what can wake our bats up? What can get our offense sparked? Yelich, 0 for 4, three strikeouts. I mean, wh- wh- what-, what can we wh- – what's it, what's it going to take, Matt? Yeah, it's a great question, and quite honestly, if I knew the question, I probably wouldn't be hosting this radio show right now. I'd probably be working for a Major League Baseball team uh, in, in some sort of front office baseball you know, operations spot. Um. I've, I've said before, like I, I don't think firing Andy Haynes is the answer. That being said, the team's hitting two twelve. You can't fire all the players like that sort of. Like if if it doesn't get markedly better in a fairly quick amount of time, at some point, just from a you need accountability standpoint. I don't know what that point would be if it would be this season during the year or after the season, whatever it would, might be. At, at some point, you would probably see some changes being made in terms of the hitting leadership. Uh, I also want to remind folks that the the way that they go about instructing hitting is a lot more than just the hitting coach. It also goes down. It goes back to the the hitting philosophies that are instructed by the organization and are believed in in the organization. So Andy Haynes is essentially told to teach in a certain way, and, and I'm simplifying it way too much because when you're a hitter, you know he's, he's working with each individual. I don't think it's Haynes, but we, we live in a world of accountability. At some point, if it doesn't get better, you could, you could see a change coming at that position. I'm not for that, but it, it could happen. Um, the team being healthy is going to help. I'm not too worried about Christian Yelich going 0 for 4 with three strikeouts today. Let's see what Christian Yelich looks like in a week. You know, before today he had basically played one major league game in a month plus. He's the the timing's not going to be there. Give give Yelich a week. Um, but the the team, I don't know. And look, we got a text message or we got a tweet. Uh, let me get this. So Christopher tweeted in, between 1977 and 2015, 39 seasons, the Brewers team batting average was under, under 250 only once, including this season the Brewers have uh, batted 250 five of the last six seasons. Okay, but and, and I get that, but this is, a, this is an area where I don't think you can use historical data to compare what's going on right now. Hitting is just down. Hitting is down, down, down. When you... Go go look at team batting average right now in the National League. Let's see. The Cincinnati Reds are number one in the National League, and they're hitting 252. 252. That's that's number one in the National League, 252. So when I get a when I get a tweet saying that between nineteen seventy seven and twenty fifteen the Brewers team batting average was under two fifty only twice, well I that's that's a good statistic. That's good to know, that's good to look at, but the way the way the ball was being pitched then and the way it's being pitched now is completely different and hitting is taking a, a no pun intended a big hit because of it the number 1 team in the national league from a hitting perspective is hitting 252 that is that is incredible that is flat out incredible go back uh, okay i'm just on espn.com and i'm going back as far as i can 2002 is how far their hitting stats go back, just real quickly. And I could go back further if I wanted to hop on baseball reference. 
2002. That doesn't seem like that long ago, right? What, 17, 18 years ago? 2002 just doesn't seem like that long ago. The number one team in baseball hitting perspective or in the National League was hitting 274. Right now they're hitting 252. A lot of baseball left to be seen, played, but we'll see what ends up happening. All right, still a lot of phone calls to get to, 855-616-1620. It is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in the program, at Matt Pauly on air. We've got the news coming up in two minutes, and then I'm back after that here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauly on WTMJ. 2-2. Change-up struck him out. The beauty of a changeup right there for Brandon Woodruff, and Salvador Perez just smiles at him as he heads back into the dugout. 2 nothing, Brewers fall in Kansas City. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in at Matt Pauly on air. Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin will join us in about 10 minutes. We've got some phone calls lined up. Let's go ahead and uh, get some folks on the air. A lot of frustrated Brewers fans, and rightfully so, with everything going on. Uh, and this is this this game, there's just so much that happened in this game. Uh, this, the run's not scoring. The tough day from Luis Arias. The, uh, the 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 calls being made by umpires or the the lack of having any clue what's going on in Major League Baseball replay just just a lot. Let's go to Sparky and Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ. Okay, Matt. Uh, hey, thanks for uh, taking my call. Yeah, it was uh, extremely disappointing. Uh, you know the the thing that irritates me a little bit is that you don't take your ace out of the game. He hasn't given up a run, four hits. And then Williams has not pitched consistently like he did last year. So I, I just don't – I didn't like that move at all. I thought that wasn't too good. And, you know, as far as the shortstop situation, you know, I think the other night you guys had talked about uh, Urias has made five errors. Five of his seven errors have been in two games, okay? But, you know, you've got to have a consistent defensive shortstop, even if he can't hit. So, you know, you just, you just have to. And, you know, I don't think the Brewers are in a position right now. They're going to have to get it out with Urias uh, for this year. I don't know who could play shortstop right now. I don't know who's on that team that could play that position. But, you know, I I guess, and I I think I mentioned this to you before here a while back, but I still cannot understand the Arcea trade. And uh, I guess there's nothing you can do about it now. But defensively, I thought he just did a heck of a job as a shortstop. And I do know that there was some talk after last year that his defensive play suffered a little bit. Well, you know, I, I didn't see it that much, and I don't understand the dynamics of that. But the bottom line is they're going to have to get a better shortstop or get better play at that position because the pitchers can't allow too many runs with the way their offense is. But, yeah, that's, that's my frustration. And as far, one last thing, as far as firing the hitting coach and the pitching coach and all this other stuff, you know, David Stearns, when he came aboard, Craig Council was already the manager. And managers are usually hired to get fired. And I'm a Craig Council fan. I like him a lot. But, you know, if things go south, there may be a change in that regard somewhere down the line. And like I said, I I hate to see that happen to him. But, you know, there's a lot of questions that team's got right now. So I just wanted to throw that out and uh, maybe get some feedback from you, Matt. Okay. Yeah, and the last thing, I don't see that happening. I think you, when you watch the dynamic between Craig Council and David Stearns, you would never believe that what you just said is true, that Council was hired first. Like, these guys are such, they're shoulder to soul shoulder. They're on the same page. Uh, they have a lot of respect for each other. They have a great working relationship. I would be absolutely shocked uh, if, if you saw any type of move uh, at the manager's position. I don't think this is – this isn't like the athletic director walking into a new job and there's a basketball coach that's been going 500 for the last six years but had a good relationship with the last AD and the new AD wants to put his mark on it. Like It's, it's not like that. I think uh, – I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be something. Look, we'll, we'll hear from Craig Council in a few minutes. Uh, I can tell you. His based off the uh, the transcript of what I've read, I, I haven't heard his comments yet because we've been doing this show. But what I've seen written down on his comments about Luis Urias, he's not happy with the defense. Clearly, he's not happy with it. I would be very surprised to see Urias starting at shortstop tomorrow. I don't know who you go with. 
Uh, Pablo Reyes has played a little bit of shortstop in his career. Maybe he's the guy. Uh, when when Daniel Robertson is back healthy, uh, he can play a little bit of shortstop. But you you don't have a ton of options right now. And at this very moment, so I, I, what I didn't I thought Orlando Arce was out of options. He had one option left. I thought he was out of options. To me, there would have been value even if you were kind of done with Orlando Arcia. There would have maybe been some value in sending him back to AAA as he is right now with the Braves and having him there for a little while while you give Arias the keys to the position to see how it works out. That To me, there would have been some value in that because Arias had never had this opportunity. And then if Arias really plays well for a while and he gets to a point... Uh, and or RC was performing so poorly offensively, both in spring training and at the beginning of the season, you you could have used that as the excuse to send him down. Um, so, I, in in many ways, and, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. In many ways, if you go down that path, you still give Arias the opportunity. And I don't, th- I, I'm not sitting here saying that he's not going to be the guy and be a very successful player. Would of his nine airs, seven of them been committed in three games? Outside of those three games, he has been really, really good defensively. He's made some great plays. But the fact that he's had two of these really tough defensive games uh, within just a few days of each other, it's it's not good. And it is something that I think Craig Council is concerned about just based off the comments uh, that uh, you'll hear coming up in just a few moments. All right, let's grab one more uh, phone call before we take a break. Charlie in Oshkosh. Hey, Charlie, you're on WTMJ. Hey, Matt. Thanks for taking my call. Um, there's been some tough losses this year, but this one might take the cake, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, really a tough loss. Um, Council, I really like him. He does a fantastic job, I think, with the pitching, the relievers. Tonight you know, it was a tough call, but, um, I mean, outgetters and openers and the whole thing. Uh, but he's going to have a big challenge being imaginative on offense. Somehow, some of you know there's going to be a lot of three to two, two to one, you know, three to one games, and he's going to have to somehow manufacture runs. Uh, he lineups and hit and run and stolen bases. I know it's easy to say, harder to do, but he's got to he's got to manufacture runs somehow. Um, I know we got D. Strange Gordon in the minors. I don't know if yeah. he's more of a second baseman than a shortstop, hitting like 350 down there, but. Uh, you're you're counting on pitching and defense, and all, all of a sudden it's a, a scary thing at shortstop there. And um, I'll let you go, Matt. But the replay, I liked it. I thought, what's wrong with getting the play right? I mean, that's what we want, you know, get the play right. But it slows the game down, and they don't always get it right anyway. So no, they don't. They get it wrong Thanks, a lot. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. Yeah, D. Strange Gordon is somebody who could be up. You're right, uh, and they'd have to make uh, some roster moves, obviously, to make that happen. But he is somebody uh, that that could be there. Look, I get people who want to see the team hit and run, and like I love hit and runs. Like I just I think that's exciting, right? Like if from an aesthetic standpoint. Uh, that's fun. And, and I've talked about this before, and we don't have a lot of time to get into it. Sometimes I think people think that what looks good in baseball is what results in winning baseball, and that's not true. Putting down a bunt is exciting because there's a lot of people moving all at once to do something. Um, it, a stolen base is exciting. A hit and run is exciting. And so the, it's fun to watch. It makes the game more entertaining. But just because it makes the game more entertaining – you can you can look into the advanced numbers. It doesn't help you win games. It, it, I'm not saying you never do it, that there's not places for it, but you do that consistently, that's not going to go help you win games. Uh, and you do all that, you go you go put a hit and run on, and it, and it works. You got a guy going to first and third. You know what, you probably still need to hit with a runner in scoring position, which they're not doing. Even when they scored 10 runs against Atlanta on Sunday. Oh, they're like two for fifteen with runners in scoring position or something like that. It was it, it was remarkable that they could score score so many runs yet struggle so much with runners in scoring position. So I I don't know what you can do from a creativity standpoint. You can be creative with pitching. Charlie was right on in that comment he just made. You can be creative in pitching and find some success because of it. I don't know if you can be creative in hitting and find success in it. I'd have to see it work. 
in today's baseball. And I'm not seeing it work. One person's opinion. I just happen to have a radio show after games. Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin joins us next. Brewers, they fall in Kansas City 2-0. We're back in a moment on WTMJ. Woof! This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Change up, ripped into right center. It's down a base hit. Garcia's got it. Merrifield's going to try and score. Here's a throw to the plate. Tag. Safe. It's at home. Merrifield scores. It's a good throw from Garcia. Narvaez laid the tag down. Brian Gorman caught him safe. 2-0. That's the final score. Both runs scoring there in the eighth. That was the first one. Certainly looked like he was out. But uh, video replay does not force a change in the call let's bring in craig kishan from bally sports wisconsin craig do you know because i'm watching that you're i'm watching the same thing you're watching and quite honestly the camera angles stunk and i'm just sitting there going to do, do they not have the directly above home plate angle in kansas city did they have that angle in new york you're you're, you're the tv guy here tell me tell me what happened there I, I I'd rather be a radio guy here, to be honest with you. Um, no lie, I mean I I I'm not sure exactly um, what all goes in the system uh, for replay. I, I'm really not. Um, I I think unfortunately for all of us, um, whether I'm a professional saying this or whether I'm a baseball fan, none of us really do know um, what goes on as far as what they look at and how many angles and where they're getting video from. Um, I do know this. When this was all first put into place, um, there were two broadcasts. Your, tonight it would have been the Brewers broadcast, ours, and then it would have been the Kansas City Royals. And you have enough cameras um, throughout the stadium, um, your own cameras to do your own shows, um, and New York gets all of those. Well, now that the pandemic hit last year, the two teams share probably 95% of the video. And I am guessing that the, the two replays, which were, they were bad angles. I will agree. Um, were probably the only ones they had to look at because it didn't take long to confirm that call. That's for sure. Um, and so that, that's my suspicion on that, that that is what we saw is what they saw and, they couldn't decide one way or the other, unfortunately. Um, so that's it, it's terrible. It's just terrible. I, I've never seen a game, um, and especially the way the ninth inning did with a with a batter getting tossed in the middle of an at bat. Um, you know when he represents the the tying run too. I mean, this is. I mean, my my head's still hot, man. And my face yeah. is still red. I'm mad. <laughs> well, this game was. Man, a lot happened. So they don't score any runs. They don't have. They they barely get any any runners past. They don't get runners past second. Um, you have all the umpire stuff, whether it was the replay or whether what happened in the ninth inning, the bad call in the check swing, Garcia getting tossed, Council getting tossed. You have Luis Urias making these mistakes, bad mistakes, um, really at, at bad moments. I just this is there. There's a lot of bad stuff that happened. Yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunate because it's it's the laundry list, and the laundry list should be what we saw on Sunday. We should start seeing runs starting to be generated and and whatnot, and and run support. I I've got one more to throw on your laundry list. I'm not sure if you had this one or not earlier, Matt. That uh, in Brandon Woodruff's last 26 starts, including tonight, going back to the 2019 playoff game. Um, in all 26 of his starts, the Brewers have never scored more than three runs in any of those starts. So they've scored huh. between zero and three runs in his last 26 consecutive starts. That is really unbelievable. It really is, if you think about it. I mean, we're talking about going back to a playoff game in 2019, and he hasn't missed many starts since then. No. that That is – I didn't realize that that was an ongoing stat, and – you used the word unbelievable a moment ago. That is we, that is a word that we throw around a lot. That is literally unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is. And it, but, you know, it's becoming more believable because he is exponentially 
that much better, it seems, in every single one of his starts this year. So he's got he's got eight quality starts. He's pitching so good right now. Remember when we tossed around quality starts in the last few years as something really notable and good and put an asterisk on it? That mm-hmm. That's almost embarrassing to put that on his mark right now because he is that much better. I mean, this is a guy that probably should have finished tonight's game. Um, you know, hopefully next time he'll be given a, a longer leash. Don't get me started on all that either. Uh, but it's, um, this guy's phenomenal. This guy is, um, this guy is any pitcher that is, that is named great right now. There's no question about it. He is that good. What do you do about the offense? Because I, people want to see, Hits, hit and runs, and people want to see the the same lineup in there every single day, and no shuffling, and no adjusting for righty or lefty starters, and uh, putting bunts down, and, and things like that. And I I don't agree with any of that, but at least those are ideas. I don't have any ideas at this point on how you fix this offense. Well, I mean, I I I really don't either. Other than you know, I've I think that I've been around uh, covering. Two sports, the NBA and Major League Baseball, that that couldn't be more polar opposite in how they go about their business and and how they determine who wins and loses and what it really takes. But I do know one thing. It's still a game, and a game needs to have adjustments made to it at at some point. And, And I think offensively they need to discover whatever that point is for a lot of Brewer fans. I'm sure that, you know, they, they think it's too late. Um, it's not too late. They, they just have to figure out a way to make an adjustment to their, either their philosophy or approach, however you want to call it. And then, and then they need to, to get Christian Yelich's bat um, going here now that he's healthy and has returned and they need to get Keston Hira back here. Um, However, this offense was designed to be at spring training, off-season spring training, and then start of the year is uh, that there's two key bats, maybe the two biggest bats that are that have not been in the lineup or not been productive, basically for 42 games, whatever it's been right now, and that that to me is a start. And I know they're probably holding out hope for that, um, but it it hasn't happened yet, so then maybe you got to go to plan B on just the overall approach on it. I, I'm not sure. I'm with you. I, it, it's hard to guess at this point because, you know, um, I don't even want to bring up the term small ball. That's that's not it. But it's just it's getting runners on and advancing them. I mean, they, they had a leadoff uh, they had a leadoff batter on when, when Omar Narvaez got uh, the pinch hit single, what, to lead off the eighth inning or the seventh inning? I can't remember. And he stays at first base. I mean, it doesn't appear to be – the approach to get him over in the scoring position. Yeah, so you you use the term, the phrase philosophy and approach. And you know there's people are coming with their pitchforks trying to get Andy Haynes fired and I, I guess the thing that I want to remind people is Andy Haynes is is teaching and coaching to the philosophy and the approach. Like this is not a guy who is a bad hitting coach. But I do think that maybe maybe it goes up a rung, or maybe you go look at that philosophy or approach, and you see what he, you know, what what is being taught throughout the organization from a hitting approach. Maybe maybe that's where you start. Yeah, I mean that that's exactly it. You know, it that's exactly it. And and what changes can and will be made. I mean, look, the, you know, for a lot of these guys, they've had. They've had, you know, a quarter of the season already is over with to to be evaluated or to figure out, you know, um, what what pitches am I what what pitches am I getting out on? And you know, the other teams got all this stuff too, um, and you don't want to make it any more easier on on the other team. Again tonight, I you know, I scratch my head, I pull my hair out, thinking. How can a guy make a spot start today who was a rookie a year ago and doesn't have that much major league experience as a mm-hmm. starter at all? He's mostly been a reliever, and when he's been a starter, he's been hammered. And he goes out there and tosses six scoreless innings of one-hit baseball. I mean, that that stuff just can't happen. It just can't happen. And they need to get to a point where 
you know, they're they're the aggressor now, and they're they're the team going after this and and not sitting back. I mean, it, it's um, it's going to be a tough one, Matt. We're we're not there yet, that's for sure. All right, let's one kind of last thing to get to before I let you go. Orlando RC was a fan favorite, so Luis Urias struggling. There's going to be more of a spotlight on it when he's replacing somebody who is beloved by the fan base. But that being said. He's committed nine errors this year. Seven of them have come in three games. Four of them have come here in the last couple days, basically. Um, and I was I was a little bit surprised, actually, by the by the comments that were made by Craig Council. And for people listening who haven't heard it yet, we'll we'll, we'll hear from Craig Council in about five minutes. Uh, but he was very. Uh, he, he was he, he did not mince words when it came to the expectations of what they need from him and that the the way that he's playing defense right now and the mistakes that are being made are, are not acceptable. Hearing what he said today, I would be somewhat surprised to see Arias as the starting shortstop tomorrow. I don't know if that means you're going to put Pablo Reyes there or, or, or somebody else, what they'll do. Uh, there's just not a lot of options right now, but it's it's not great with and, and his offensive kind of, has kind of fallen back too. He, for a while there, he was hitting the ball pretty well, but his batting average is now down to two hundred five. Went zero for two today. Does draw a walk, uh, but overall, that's just it, he's not in a good place right now, Luis Urias. No, and I and I think through all of that too, and and I heard you know some callers uh, earlier on your show before I came on as well. I mean, there, you know, it's not an easy fix. And here, here's the other thing. How many fall guys are you gonna are you gonna you know have wear a uniform of your team? Orlando Arcia was is already uh, I'll, I'll call him a fall guy because they they have been frustrated with his work ethic and and um, his attitude for several years. And you don't you don't just have Orlando Arcia as your starting shortstop and then within the first month of the season out of absolutely nowhere just trade him away. Um, for for two pitchers who are going to need a lot of work before they make an impact on on your major league baseball team, and it probably won't be in 2021. It might be in you know a year or two or three down the road. Um, so he was the fall guy there. I, I don't know if you can have uh, Urias be your fall guy now, and that not uh, damages um, confidence level right now. I mean they they basically like a starting pitcher. When they traded away, R.C. handed them the ball and said, "Here, you, you got to work your tail off. Uh, we'll back you. We're going to live through mistakes." Um, and unfortunately for him, they're they're coming coming in bunches. And the worst part is, they're coming in these tight games. Um, you know, Sunday's game shouldn't have been tight, but it. You know, you make two or three mistakes like that, and in a baseball, it, it'll it guaranteed to come back to haunt you. Um, and there's also an old saying that, you know, if you're struggling or, or you're the first guy in late in the game, that ball is going to find you. And right now that ball is finding him right now, and, and he is not making the right decisions or right throws. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to let it go on for much longer. I don't know if they can make a quick fix for tomorrow night with a Thursday off if they want to go that quick on it. But I guarantee you one thing, they are not happy with it, and – if if you know the history of this club, they'll they'll pull the trigger trigger quick yeah. because they're they're already thinking about it. They they're already starting to make adjustments along that line. Absolutely. All right, Craig. Great stuff as always. Appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. All right. See you, Matt. Yep. There's uh, Craig Kashan from Valley Sports Wisconsin joining us here on the program eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Mike in Colorado uh, texted in about uh, Luis Arias. He said after uh, the Brewers acquired Arias, I expected that Arcia likely would be traded, but now that he's gone, it seems that not only do the Brewers miss his defense, the team might miss him in the dugout too. Since I only listen to the games, I can't be certain, but it seems to me this team is playing tight and lacks cohesion, and they're not having fun, whether due to injuries, personalities, or management. These guys seem to be floundering under the pressure. Arcia's presence in the dugout generated uh, excitement and camaraderie. Maybe the Brewers misjudged his value. There's a lot there. I, I'm misjudged his value. I don't know. That's it's a it's a. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. It's my job to answer your question, and I'm I'm having a hard time answering it. And this is a 
this is a bad night to answer that question because we just watched Luis Arias commit a couple more errors and he's not hitting right now. You, you, you talk about it a week ago when Arias is playing sparkling defense and he was one of the better hitters on the team. Now, one of the better hitters on a bad hitting team, but still one of the better hitters on the team. I think you're sitting there saying, okay, this is, this is working. Uh, and look, Atlanta hasn't, hasn't called Orlando Arcia up yet. He's had some really big games at AAA. But he hasn't been called up yet. Tonight, I believe I saw that the Brewers' AAA team, we'll go through the scores, but I think Keston Hira, Jonathan Lucroy, and Orlando Arcia were all in the same uh, AAA game tonight, and none of them there were there on a rehab assignment. That's, that's wild. That's wild, right? When you think about all those guys being there and who they've been and what they've done as members of the Brewers. And they were all participating in, in, in the same game. So I I kind of want to table that question to be – and I'm not trying to not answer that question, but I'm let's see where this goes with Luis Arias. I guess that would be the point. He, I think this is a bit of a crossroads moment for him. Uh, he had the he had the tough game on Sunday. He follows that up with a with another two air game, and not that he was publicly called out by his manager, but his manager made it pretty clear that uh, they're not happy with what's going on. Now let's see how he reacts to that. What direction does he go? Is that is that positive reinforcement where he is able to really take off from there, or does it create more pressure where we see more of this, and then we'll have a better answer to that question. Eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk text line. Yeah, we'll hear the post game comments of manager Craig Council next here on WTMJ. Brewers extra innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. And two. Here comes Devin Williams, swinging a bouncer, hit to short. Urias has it, takes his time, throws high to first, safe there. Another run comes across for Kansas City. And a couple errors from Luis Arias tonight. You know, generally we get into this show, and there's kind of one overwhelming narrative. Maybe there's two from from a game. Man, a lot happened tonight. This is one of those games for not many runs scored. This is one of those games where there's just so much to talk about. And unfortunately for Brewers fans, none of it's positive after uh, after a night like this. Brandon Woodruff pitched a heck of a game. There's your positive. You want a positive? Man, he was good. He was he was, he was different tonight. He wasn't really striking guys out. Kansas City was really aggressive against him. A lot of first pitch swing. Like, he's just, man, he's fun to watch. That was the best part of the game. Brandon Woodruff and his pitching in terms of uh, if you're a Brewers fan. Speaking of Brandon Woodruff, he's not getting any run support. Just none. It seems like literally none tonight, and it feels like none every night. Manager Craig Council uh, talked about his performance and the lack of uh, – Lack of run support, as he uh, spoke to the media just a little bit ago. Uh, he's pitching beautifully. I mean, he's he's doing um, everything and, and we could ask for and more. He's he's pitched wonderfully, got into the eighth inning tonight, um, you know, with the rain delay. So he, he's 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 doing everything he possibly can do. Craig, how much of that was just the efficient innings he was able to have, too? I mean, they were pretty aggressive on him. Yeah, he had, you know, the first inning was five pitches, I think. He had, I think, the seventh or the, was it like five or six pitches also. So a couple of really quick ones. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of what's changed about Woody this year. He's, there really hasn't been innings where he's gotten stuck with, with pitches and lots of long at-bats. He's completed at-bats really quickly. Craig, how how frustrating is it to to see so many good starts by Woody and and Corbin in particular those two and some other guys too, but mainly those two not result in victories. Yeah, look, I mean, we, we got to be better offensively. Who's ever on the mound, you know, it, it it's it's um, you know, kind of it it doesn't matter necessarily who's on the mound. We just got to be better offensively. It was we weren't good enough tonight. Um, on you know, we, we just didn't. We didn't put enough pressure on uh, on Bubich. Um, you know, I think one hit, two base runners. I think for three base runners for him through six innings. So, um, you know that that's that's not a recipe for a lot of runs. And um, you're gonna you're gonna put zeros and ones up there when when those are those are your base runner totals. 
Did you, uh, did you think Bubich threw the ball that good, or is it getting hard to tell with your offensive struggles? I mean, I think, you know, I think that it was a, it was a day when we didn't put enough pressure on, on the other team. Um, you know, they, he, he kind of he cruised through five innings, really. The first five innings, we, had, we got something going in the sixth. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he, he got it too easy for five innings. Craig, when you go to Woodruff on the mound there in the eighth, do you do you go out there knowing he's staying in, or do you like see something? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I was I, I wanted him to stay in, and unless I heard he you know he said he was good, so um, I, I just wanted to make sure he had another batter left, and and um, I, I confidence that he did. Craig, uh, what what can you say right now about Urias and his defensive struggles? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I I, I think. Louis had a, had a rough two game stretch. There's no question. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, again, we talked about it yesterday. I, I, I think he's played pretty solidly. The, the bad games have been bad games, unfortunately, um, and, and they've cost us. Um, and, um, you know, part of that position, uh, because, you know, it was a really busy night tonight. I actually think he played pretty well. Most of the, you know, the, the ground ball in the ninth, eighth was, but he had a lot of action tonight and made some made some good plays. Um, but it's a play that requires consistency because you're, the ball is going to be in your hands hands a lot. Um, and it's uh, you know I, that's consistency is an important part of that position. Are these hiccups some of the things you expect with younger players uh, when their playing time is increased like this? Um, I think there, there's always going to be growing pains for younger players, but. Uh, when you're trying to be a playoff team and a championship team, I think um, you, you, you can't, you know, there has to be a limit, there's a limit to it, what you can, what you can withstand and, and still win baseball games. So, um, you know, we're, you're, every player is going to make, have mistakes um, and player, and that's going to be part of it. But, um, you know, if you want to win a lot of baseball games, you, you got to limit those mistakes. Is it hard to figure out, Craig, how much of it is mental, mental or physical when a player is going through something like that? Yeah, I, I think that's. Um, I, I don't. You know, I think. I think you're right. It is because uh, some of the players are, you know, tough to tough to diagnose as far as uh, difficulty, footwork, etc. Um, you know, they're fairly routine plays. Craig, talking to Lowe earlier and some other players throughout the season, they seem pretty fed up with video replay. What's your take on it? I mean, I, the, we can we're gonna we're gonna sing this song for as long as replays around. So uh, I'm, I, I don't even, there's no reason to answer these questions about replay. What, what are we supposed to say about it, Tom? Well, well, let me just let me bottom line it then. Is it a good system or is it a bad system? Well, I mean, look, he called him safe, so we, you know, we got another shot of looking at it tonight. In, in the ninth, was that just frustration or just a bad call on the check swing? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if it was either necessarily. I mean, I, but I just, you know, I just don't think a player can be ejected for simply just throwing his hand in the air and in the ninth inning uh, with an at bat and two outs going on. I mean, the umpire has to take a little bit understand there's emotion in the game at that point and I, what's wrong with that um and I, so that was my point is, is is don't take um an emotional point of the game and put it in your hands um and that's what the umpire did right there he took an emotional point of the game and he put it in his hands and that's disappointing and i don't think that should happen um i, I don't i don't it was was there frustration on obvious part yeah he was frustrated but but the game could have moved on pretty pretty easily. Because we're watching on TV, Craig, which umpire ejected Avi? Uh, we, we couldn't see. play. Thank you. There he is. I think you'd hear some frustration, and he's right. Like the, the point he made about the game could have moved on very easily, yeah, he's right. He's 100% right. Garcia gets frustrated that there's a bad call against him on a check swing. He puts his hands up in the air, says something, and then it's it's a two two count and he's got to step back in and the game just moves on. It wasn't going to escalate from there. It's there, there's, there's it's a two run game in the ninth inning with two outs and a guy on like it's a really important moment. Game wasn't going to just stop there. Why? Are, yeah, umpires.
We're back with uh, the highlights. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. Brewers fall to the Royals 2-0. Pitching matchup. Brandon Woodruff for the crew. Chris Bubich goes for the Royals. It was all pitching in the early going. Brandon Woodruff was just rolling along in the fourth inning. Has a 1-2-3 inning wrapping up with an, uh, a, a bat against Jorge Soler. Here's the 2-2 from Woodruff. Swing and a miss. He blew it past him at 98 for his second strikeout of the night. And it's another 1-2-3 for Brandon Woodruff here in the fourth. We go to the fifth. It's a 0-0 game. How about the sixth inning? He does the same thing. Salvador Perez at the plate with two outs. 2-2. Changeup struck him out. The beauty of a changeup right there for Brandon Woodruff. And Salvador Perez just smiles at him as he heads back into the dugout. All the while, Chris Bubich was pitching well for Kansas City. He ends up going six innings, giving up just one hit. His day would end when Scott Barlow comes in to pitch in the seventh inning. No score going to the eighth inning as the game continues with uh, Brandon Woodruff on the mound. The uh, first batter of the inning, Cam Gallagher, he flies out. The second batter, Nicky Lopez. 2-2 pitch. Struck him out. Beautiful curveball from Brandon Woodruff. Strikeout number four in the game. But then Whit Merrifield would walk. At that point, Craig Council comes out to talk with Woodruff, elects to leave him in. He ends up hitting Carlos Santana with a pitch. Runners on at first and second. That ends the day for Woodruff. Devin Williams comes on, and the first batter he faces is Andrew Benatendi. Change up, ripped into right center. It's down to base hit. Garcia's got it. Merrifield's going to try and score. Here's a throw to the plate. Tag. Safe. It's at home. Merrifield scores. It's a good throw from Garcia. Narvaez laid the tag down. Brian Gorman called him safe. He looked out, so they went to replay. Umpires have the headsets off, and the call is safe at home. Man, they're just never... It's hard to have the system in place. Just hard to have the system in place and have the inconsistencies. Because it is the worst thing, the worst thing in the world. Replay, Major League Baseball replay is the worst. I hate it so much. Here's the fix. Take umpires out of New York. Go give, give every video angle to just people who know things about baseball but have no allegiance to these umpires. And if the call is like 65, 70% probably the other way, well, then that can be enough to change it over. Because then you're going to get it right more often than you're not going to get it right. That's just, there, there, that works. That's better than this thing that we have in place right now. Next hitter, Salvador Perez. And two, here comes Devin Williams. Swinging a bouncer, hit to short. Urias has it, takes his time, throws high to first, safe there. Another run comes across for Kansas City. Yeah, so that makes it a 2 nothing game. An error on Luis Arias. We go to the ninth. New pitcher is uh, Josh Stamont. He replaces Jake Brents, who had pitched the uh, eighth inning. Uh, Colton Wong, or I should say, yeah, Colton Wong leads the inning off uh, by flying out. But then Lorenzo Cain gets a base hit. It's a 2 nothing game. So that brings up the potential tying run of the plate in the person of Christian Yelich. He strikes out swinging. Then Avisael Garcia is at the plate. He is told that he goes on a 2-1 pitch where it looked like he did not commit, so that makes it 2-2. He's unhappy. He gets thrown out of the contest. Craig Council comes out to argue. He gets thrown out of the contest. So then with a 2-2 count with two outs in the ninth inning, representing the tie and run, it's Daniel Vogelback who has to come up in that situation. Here comes the pitch from Stamont. And Daniel swings and misses at a slider, put in an impossible situation. And Vogelback strikes out, and that ends the game. Final score, 2-0. A lot of emotion going into this one in game number one of this two-game miniseries. Royals score twice in the bottom of the eighth inning. 2-0 the final. Kansas City over the Brewers in game one. Royals 19-22. and The Brewers drop to 21-21. and Winning totals for Kansas City. Two runs, five hits, no errors. They leave six for the Brewers. No runs, three hits, three errors. They leave four.
winning pitcher Brents. He's 1-0. The loss to Woodruff, 2-2. Two two. Stalmont the save, his fourth of the year. No home runs. The game lasting two hours and 48 minutes plus a 21-minute rain delay. Played in front of 9,298 folks at Kauffman Stadium. Brewers fall in Kansas City by a 2-0 score. We'll preview game two of the series, get you some scores from around baseball. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Two-nothing Brewers fall in Kansas City. Game one of a quick two-game series. Let's go around the National League Central. The Cardinals, the first-place team in the division, they knock off the Pirates by a 5-2 score. John Gant went 5 and a third, two runs on five hits. He picks up his third one of the year. Nolan Arnato already hitting his 10th home run of the year. The Reds, they lose to the Giants by a 4-2 score. The Cubs, all of a sudden, 21-20, and as the Cubs have a better record than the Brewers now. They double up the Nationals by a 6-3 score. Zach Davies went 5, allowing 3 runs on 7 hits. He does not factor into the decision. Around the Brewers' minor league system, AAA Nashville, they hold on to knock off Gwinnett by a 9-8 score. Uh, Ernan Perez, who's back in the organization, if you did not hear that news recently, he was signed to a minor league deal. Ernan hits a home run tonight for Nashville. Double-A Biloxi, they lose at Tennessee this evening by a 7-4 score. Luke, uh, Lucas Harrison hits a home run. He's a pitcher now. Uh, he's been switched to that, but obviously doing a little bit of hitting. Just i, I got to look at that box score. But, uh, yeah, still can hit a home run even as a uh, pitcher. The Wisconsin uh, Timber Rattlers, they lose at home tonight in Appleton, falling to West Michigan by an 8-4 score. And low-A Carolina, they end up losing uh, at Delmarva by a 7-4. Score Carolina still has a pretty solid record as they are eight and five. Again, in our game, the Brewers lose to Kansas City by a two nothing score. Now the two teams are set to wrap up the quick two game series coming up tomorrow night in Kansas City. It's going to be Corbin Burns on the mound. The right hander goes into the contest with a two and three record and a one point five seven ERA. Enjoy what the Brewers have right now with. Woodruff and Burns pitching on back-to-back days. I yeah, Things happen, and sometimes the rotation changes a little bit. I just hope that these guys are always pitching back-to-back because it's so much fun to watch this team when they are uh, back-to-back. But Burns will go for the Brewers, 2-3, and 1.57 ERA. Brad Keller will get the start for Kansas City. The right-hander is 3-4 and four with a 6.75 ERA. 7-10 first pitch, network coverage at 6.35. Brewers warm up with Greg Matzik at 6 o'clock. And then I will be with you immediately following following the game tomorrow for another edition of Brewers Earnings. Once again, the Brewers fall tonight 2-0. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on WTMJ.